You know, some people think that the beach closes after the sun goes down. Nuh-uh. That's when it really starts to heat up. Welcome to another episode of After the Sun Goes Down, our Baywatch Nights watch-long podcast here on the B-Movie Breakdown. I'm Corey. I'm Gina. And we are Nicholas this week. Nicholas. We are not We are not Nicholas, we are Nick Less. We are Sans Nick. Sans Nick. He's uh, sadly not here for the f- season finale of uh, Baywatch Nights. I'm sure he'll share his thoughts on that the next time he is on. Uh, but before we get started, I wanted to mention you can follow us on B, uh, on social media at bmoviebreakdown, email us bmoviepodcast at gmail.com, and also check out Nick's other podcast, Weird and Feared, especially with the spooky season starting up. Uh, oh yeah, spookies. That's a good idea. What do you mean? I just mean, yeah, good for spooky season. Oh, I thought you meant like spookies is a good idea. I didn't, I didn't know what like spookies like a, was like a thing or something. No, just good. The spook, the Halloween spookies. Gotcha. Have you watched any like good spooky stuff? I know we're gonna we'll get into uh, some for the podcast, but have you watched any yet since it's been kind of like spooky season? Today I watched some movie called Pure. I think it's like a Hulu original. It was very like feminine rage, purity culture, uh, type revenge horror movie, but it wasn't bad. Um. I'm trying to think of the other one I watched. I Blame Society. That's another horror movie I watched. That one's really weird, but it was good and interesting. What was that on? Uh, I think that might also have been Hulu. But sometimes I go through the Apple Plus search. So sometimes I like the Apple thing. So sometimes I don't really pay attention to what they're on. I'm just like, yeah, movie, do it. Give me that. Gotcha. Well, yeah, I know both of us are usually always watching some sort of horror all the time, but I uh, figured mm-hmm. since it's spooky season, mentioned if anything we've been watching. Uh, I watched, uh, rewatched Saw, the original Saw from oh, uh, yeah. 2004. I rewatched that um, over the weekend, and that was an interesting uh, rewatch. There's a, there's a few moments that are very like of the time. It's like, ugh, yeah. don't hold up that yeah. well. Very like mid two thousands ish vibe to it and things like that, but um, but overall, it's still I think that movie movie really holds up really really well. I haven't I haven't seen it in a really long time, and I haven't seen like any of the other ones. Like uh, maybe well, I saw that really terrible one with was it Chris Rock in that one? Yeah, I saw that one. That one was horrible. Um, I forgot that like- I forgot that Danny Glover was in the original one. Oh, so did I actually, but I have been too long since I've seen that one. I don't like super, super remember. And then, like I said, the other ones, no, no, I can't do that. Yeah. The, uh, I, I have never, I think I watched like the first, this, I definitely saw the second one. I may have saw the third one. I think then that was when I was like, okay, I'm done. Um, but it was a good rewatch. It was good. Like Carrie always, he's amazing in it. Yeah, he's um, good. He's so good in it. And then just like rewatching it, having like 
obviously we rewatched it back in the day, but like having rewatched it now and like knowing everything that happens in it is like a fun way to watch it again because you pick mm-hmm. up you like pick up on so many little things. You're watching different people. Yeah, yeah, and I mean they do like a little the little recap at the end of like all like the. the but there's even stuff they don't recap that was still like, oh, that's like a fun like little thing and like that you didn't see coming and whatever. So, um, yeah, it was a good, it is a good, interesting rewatch. But yeah, there's definitely some like, even just the score at times and like music cues that they would have were very like mid two thousands. We're just gonna like throw some like quick like new metal sounds in here just yeah. like no like and it wouldn't it wasn't no like bands or anything it was just like guitar riffs like <laughs> like yeah like danny glover's like driving the car chasing the one guy and it's like these intense like zoomed in car they're not really like driving a car they're they're like it doesn't even show a street just like a black darkness oh. and then like they're just dr- like this and it's just like zooming in fast it's like <laughs> uh, watch it. it was a very interesting like a- part of the movie i was like that was a weird choice but um, then i'm like oh well it was also very low budget f- the first one at least right so like, i could get like they weren't like gonna go film like a real car chase they didn't have the money for that so um we went on some girl a girl's trip and one day it was like rainy and stuff so we watched like six movies i think like four of them were horror movies and one of them was called Dash Cam. And it was interesting, but I guess like it got a lot of flack because the main lady in it is like very abrasive and she has some interesting beliefs and she plays a character that's very much like her. She was in a band called like Giant Drag, but I liked it because she's like not a likable person and you kind of want her to like die the whole movie. And sometimes, like, final girls are imperfect people, too. I don't know. Right. I, like... But, yeah, that was another one we watched that I was like, oh, that was actually, like, interesting. I mean, she's a terrible person, but, I don't know, you can write terrible people, or there are also just terrible people in the world, so... Right, it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking forward to that uh, um, Fall of the House of Usher mm-hmm. uh, Netflix series. Excited, but I'm also a little nervous just because that, what do you call it? The other one with the dead kids, Midnight Club or whatever. Yeah, I never, I I never that. watched that, but like, I oh, felt, I, I always felt like he wasn't like fully involved in that or something. There was like, so wasn't there like some sort of something mm. with that? I don't know, but I was, I like the other two series, so I'm, I'm on board for this one and it looked cool. I saw the trailer the other day, so mm-hmm. I think it looks, it looks pretty cool. But, yeah. anyway, but anyways, uh, before we get into like spooky time on this podcast and this in the spookiness uh, that leads into uh, Baywatch Nights uh, this week for After the Sun Goes Down, our Baywatch Nights watch long podcast, we watched episodes 21 and 22. So the uh, last two episodes of season one of Baywatch Nights, um, episode 21 was titled A Closer Look. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely a very like kind of almost bordering a, like a borderline, uh, like getting into like, what if like an like X files type of like, I don't think they had the idea fully there yet to like jump ship that way, but it was definitely, well, it was definitely at a like certain a point. I was like, I don't, 
I don't, I, this one at a certain point, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> like, I missed something at some point, I think, or no, I missed a plot line at some point, they, I think. They just kind of like didn't explain a certain aspect of it. And I feel like we're probably, we're confused about the same thing. So, um, in this episode, there is basically this woman, her name is McKenna Morgan, and she's selling her company. It's like a fashion company of sorts. And she's merging with some bigger company, and uh, her husband does not want her to do it. He's very upset by it. He's, like, screaming, I love you. And Yeah, she's, like, at a press conference or something. Yeah, he's, like, flipping out, and then he gets beat up by this bodyguard. And this. so the guy, his name is Dewey Morgan, and he is apparently friends with Mitch along with McKenna because mm-hmm. uh, everybody's friends with Mitch. Yeah, they know him from way <laughs> Every- back when. Everybody, yeah, it's just like instantly like just like talking on the pier. And he thinks something is off with his wife um, because he says that she went off to a fat farm and then got her eyes re- redone. And That's the part that I missed then was that he talked about her being going to the fat farm or something. Because at one point my notes just say, was she like fat? Like, like Yeah, so I, I kept thinking the same thing, though, like, oh, Maybe she, cause like he mentioned like the fat farm thing. So I was like, okay, well when we see like the real McKenna, she's going to be like, maybe like some like overweight, like woman, like it's going to be a bigger woman and it's not going to be this like woman we've been seeing. But then we see the real McKenna and she is just played by the same actress. Yeah. I don't, they never, first of all, show you that she was fat. And then it's just kind of like, all of a sudden in this episode, people are like, that's not her. That doesn't look like, it doesn't seem like her. It doesn't look like her. And I'm like, aren't you her husband? Aren't you her friend? Yes. Like, what are you talking about? I kept saying, I kept like, thinking the same thing. I was just like, like, and they do obviously look, and then there is a small explanation. So that the woman who's playing McKenna got plastic surgery. Right. Well, well, like you can only get so much plastic surgery, especially in this time period, to look exactly like somebody else. To where most people, most people are being fooled by this. Yeah, I mean, like there are people who purposefully try to make themselves look like other people, and they very much do not. And that's with the help of a doctor. So. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't, right, this just didn't make any sense. They didn't bother to explain that this woman was fat, and then she went away somewhere, and now she comes back, and now it's some other woman is playing her. Yeah, he's just and like, oh, he killed she, the fat one. And he's like, but the, she was never fat, though. Like, well, we never saw her fat, I guess. When, he, when she got killed, she was like, she was the same actress, just like her name was actually McKenna. Right, and then the other bitch just steps in, and she's been looking like her for a minute. Yeah, and she's okay. like, yeah, she's like been like studying all her stuff, and it, it 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 did get very confusing because even like the the husband was like, she went off to the fat farm and like came back and then like got her eyes redone, and I thought that was like such a weird like, what did he mean by that like. I- that. But you can get like you can get like stuff tightened and like snipped and shit. Like they can do whatever they want with your. They can like redo your eyes if they, you want them to. 
like nip them around or like tighten them up. But I just don't. I felt like, like he meant like her eyes, like her eyeballs, like her eyes look different. Mm, and I was just like, I mean, cause like you can't do anything about eyes. Right. So I was like very confused about that. And then like, even when Mitch goes to see her, she's still like, it's, it's, it becomes pretty obvious pretty quick though, that like there's something shady going on because this bodyguard and like he was a bodyguard, but he was heavily involved in the company. Yeah. He was like her security guard, but also like had a lot to do with like her finances and her, yeah, the company and how the company and like maybe kind of made it sound like he was responsible for a lot of her success somehow. Right. But then say how it was very his role was very confusing and even just like the mystery aspect of it alone like what we were saying like you were saying like how does mitch nor dewey not really know if it if she is mckenna like how do they not how are they not sure like there's like she's an exact match like she's like basically a clone but she's not she's just a woman who looked kind of like her who got plastic surgery and everybody's being fooled by this but kind of not, uh, but like Dewey is kind of like may something's off only because of the way she's acting. Like if she wasn't acting like this, he would have never knew the difference. But like, I think I didn't even understand that she was like replaced with someone until they were like going through people's IDs. And then I'm like, I why are there multiple people that it could be her? I don't know. I didn't understand Yeah, that's that. when I've also felt the same way. Yeah. This episode was just like, I, they, it kind of made me understand. Like Dale always says that I like drop him into conversations I'm having in my, <laughs> and like, there's part of the information, but like a vital part of it to understand it is not explained. And that's how I felt about this was like, who's this woman? Is someone else playing her? Like, does she have a twin? Like, what? And she was fat. Was she fat? Is she dead? I'm like, I just... Yeah. I mean, they do explain some stuff later on, but not enough to, like, fill in all the gaps. Um, And also, while this is going on, one, Garner, not in this entire episode. No. Yet another episode where he's gone. Yeah, I feel like it's been... He's been a couple where he's been away. And then... Um, Griff has like a side a side story that has really nothing to do with anything. It doesn't even get tied into the main story. No. He, in the beginning, so the cold open is he is photographing some chick who thinks she's going to be the next big female action hero, and they kept like making that like is there is no female action hero, whatever. I kept wondering was that like trying to be a dig at Pamela Anderson who had like left the show and then they went on to try to do barbed wire. Maybe, but also, um, I feel like, didn't Anna Nicole Smith kind of do that, too? Try to be an action star? Yeah, she had that weird one where she was, like, on a plane or something. I don't remember her being in the third Naked Gun movie. I don't remember. I feel like she had her own. Maybe I am thinking of Pamela Anderson, but I just thought she had her her own thing where she was trying to be, like, action-y. She may have been in some sort of action movie. I don't recall. I would like to see that because I'm sure it's a horrible and ridiculous. Uh, but I really, uh, the only movie I ever remember Alan Nicole Smith being in was Naked Gun 33 and a third. That could be true. Other than that, I don't, I don't know if she was in any other movies. She probably was. I just 
never saw there's that. also an mtv skit um where molly shannon plays anna nicole smith and she's like in a in a helicopter so that might be what i'm thinking of <laughs> to be fair also a weird person to play anna nicole smith molly shannon yeah, it was like with Ben Affleck. It was directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, actually, and it was like a ripoff, a like send up of um, Fanatic, that show that used to be on MTV. Yeah. Where and Ben Affleck has like weird braces in it. And was this for like the movie awards? This, huh? Was it for the movie awards? No, I think it was just for SNL. But I don't know why Paul Thomas Anderson directed it. I didn't know that until like very recently. Oh, I thought you, I thought it was for, I asked for if it was for the movie awards because you said it was an MTV skit. But now now I get that it was an MTV skit because like Fanatic was an MTV show. SNL skit. Okay. Uh, But it's, yeah, Fanatic's and MTV. It was when Fanatic was like on TV. It's old. Gotcha. But. He's like, Anna, will you be my mom? And she's like in an airplane and she's like really high and she's like, get out of my hair space. And maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But I thought that they were referencing her being in like some kind of action movie. But either way. Yeah. I mean, and then like she has an agent whose name is Harry and he's very upset with Griff for like a comparison to Stallone. Being, well, he's he- like thinks that he wants when he's taking pictures of her like harry thinks that griff is like wanting her to take off her shirt or something yeah he wants her to take us he mentions like oh stallone would be like shirtless like with like a gun or whatever because it's like a weird it is a weird thing to say if you're talking about a man to a woman that you're photographing like she's not a man it is kind of weird but i do understand he was just trying to be like you need to be like stallone you need to like look like an action star and you got some sort of like whatever she was wearing was maybe could have been compared to like maybe something Conan the Barbarian ish, but not even yeah. that. Just wearing like I Dream of Genie yeah. harem gypsy stuff. Yeah, so it was very confused and like it was one of the sillier cold opens too because like the guy Harry, he was such like a <laughs> the actor was so like playing it so odd. Yeah, and he was, was like, very- "No one humiliates." He's like, "No one humiliates me. No one." And he was kind of like weaselly and like, but then he can, well, then can, he like tries to punch Griff, but then he can't punch him. Like he like like dodges him, and then Gr- doesn't Griff like punch him? Yeah, he's Harry. like he's like I want to kick your ass, and then Griff's like whatever, and then like Griff just like punches the dude in the face and right. walks away. He's like I'm out of here. He's like this is getting weird. Like I'm done <laughs> with this. This is like a weird s- situation. You're trying to like do something like. I don't know, like sue me or whatever. And yeah, all I did like was like, all I did was say like, you need to do more to be an action star. And clearly the dude yeah, has some Harry's like, he's like too touchy to be her manager. Well, he was also like her boyfriend. Yeah. Right. So, so he was also like jealous mm-hmm. of like anything, but, but again, that, <laughs> that side story almost has nothing to do with anything else. They barely no. bring it up. They bring it up again towards the end, but in the middle, there's only one other scene where Donna is trying to make a signature drink in which most of them suck. She doesn't make any. I just was like, why is this happening? <laughs> then Griff comes in and starts trying them and mentions like how they suck. And then that girl walks in and is like, yeah, Harry's like, whatever. And then Griff's like, yeah. I. And then and then it doesn't really, nothing really matters because then they just get Griff in on the, the investigation. Because, like, no, it, Griff is taking photos of ladies jumping on trampoline, on a trampoline. 
oh yeah later the the trampoline jumping i'm like okay what (laughs) this is i don't know this episode felt like just a bunch of different hodgepodge of ideas that they were like yeah it's almost over like senioritis just throw this all in there yeah because they use griff to be like this like oh call mckenna and be like you have a photo order and if she says yes we know it's not really mckenna because she doesn't really have a photo order so why would she say yes to it? So like, of course, this is like the perfect way oh. to like trick her. Which also, yeah, like why would she? I don't know. That whole thing didn't didn't make any sense either. And like, if he calls her and she's like, I don't know what this is. Like, what was she gonna do if she's like, no? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> and they were almost like kind of like no at first because the guy, the bodyguard guy, answers the phone. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, he's, I, he keeps close to the chest. Yeah, because Chad. again, they're trying to like make sure that most people don't interact with her that much. Probably because they're worried that they're gonna realize that it's not her. But she looks right. all identical to her because the same actress plays both of them. So it's not. It's like a. It's a clone. It's a. It's like a clone situation. So they're just yeah, trying to like not. They don't want her to like slip up because she does like help Ryan like find the bathroom or whatever when she's like acting like she's lost and McKenna aka Jessica does like kind of stick up for her and that's when they're also like oh well why would that was kind of a weird interaction yeah because what Griff is it Griff and Ryan go to her sneak into her house or something yeah they go to her house with the photographs that for the photo order that was fake and then uh, Ryan is with him, and she's and like, "Why Ryan have to wear a weird like beret and a Canadian tuxedo?" So she didn't look like Ryan. I don't. I have no answer to that because this man would not know who she is. So no. she could have worn anything because <laughs> it doesn't matter. This this bodyguard guy, he doesn't know any of these people other than maybe no. he might know Mitch because they McKenna knew him or previously so um but yeah it's just like i don't know it's just another weird like odd situation Mm -hmm. Uh, and then they eventually they're trying their the bodyguard guy is like trying to take care of everybody he's trying to kill dewey uh with a boat he has a guy like goes like driving around him he does drive around him and then eventually does try to run him over, but then Dewey flips a surfboard over to avoid it and that's mm-hmm. like saves him somehow. Um, I feel like you'd <laughs> still get hurt pretty he was kinda hurt, but then like also Mitch happened to just be there on he and he was on lifeguard duty. He wasn't mm-hmm. uh just like driving in a boat. He was on lifeguard duty and ha- and happened to be there to save him. Um I also wait, oh, and also like Mitch is like how is Mitch right there and he knows where they are when this guy's trying to run Dewey over? Uh, he's just he's just driving his boat on on patrol. And he just happens to see and 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 usurp this from happening. Yeah, he didn't know it was Dewey. He just saw like somebody get hit by a boat and was like, "Oh, cuz he told like the girl that was with him like, "You got to help drive the boat." And then Mitch, Mitch like Mitch like dives in the water like belly flop style. This is like he does, he does that twice in this show. And he doesn't have to jump off of it like and he. There's like two times where he does it. He doesn't have to. <laughs> he just does it to like be cool. 
Well, yeah, because well, especially when the boat's like speeding. This in this one, it's not really going that fast, and he just kind of flops into the water. Uh, but I also like the part where they were like trying to get into um, the Jessica's apartment. They were trying to yeah. like break in, and they get caught by the landlord, and they try to act like um, Ryan and Griff try to do Southern accents, which were horrible. I yeah, think that was kind of supposed to be the joke. Especially considering, isn't Ryan's character supposed to be from the South? I thought she was from New York. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of someone else. She no, played. I think she was from the South originally and then was... Like, Texas. Yes, and then based out of New York. Mm-hmm. And then that's when, because her sister lived there as well. Um, but yeah, they're like poor like attempts at Southern accents. But then, like, that doesn't work. So Mitch acts like a cable guy to get in and, like, basically tells this guy, like, hey, I'll give you a free cable if you Which will give him in. free cable, but, like, then isn't cable, like, a monthly charge? <laughs> you, but people would get free cable. I guess. Like, oh, like, Jerry Rig it or whatever. Yeah, like, there were all sorts of people back in the day that would get, like, illegal cable. It was like, Oh, was, yeah, like, there's whole... some. Yeah, it was like a whole thing. So like, yeah, you would just like illegally get it. So he was gonna like illegally like hook him up for like letting him in the apartment. I like how at one point too, Jessica's like, "I want to keep being this rich bitch that or was whatever." Weird. Like, I just want to keep being her and just keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Okay. Yeah, that was a... like. I think they were like, "Oh, the company's like." almost selling or he wanted her to sell the Chad, the earring guy wanted her to sell it to him or something like that. He tried to get her to sell him the company. That was another thing I didn't understand. The bodyguard. Yeah. Chad. Well, I forgot. I didn't ever caught his name. I just kept calling him the bodyguard. Yeah. That's his name. You know, he's no, um, Kevin Costner. (laughs) Is that his name? Kevin Costner. Yes. Kevin Costner was in the bodyguard. That's not Chad. This is Chad with the earring. Okay, Chad with the earring. Who was in Liar Liar? He's in. He was in Liar Liar. He plays, um, Jennifer Tilly's like boyfriend or whatever in it. Oh, that's But yeah, at some point, like, this just kind of also skips around to. Yeah, and I also thought it was odd that, like, when they go to McKenna, or Jessica's apartment, when they find out she has all this shit on McKenna, like, all these videotapes and everything, they, like, um, Ryan is on the computer, or on her laptop, and she's, like, pulling up all this stuff that she has, and she's like, oh, they have a friend, look at, they even have a friends list on here, Mitch, you're on it. Yeah, they have like a dash, like a dossier of friends. But they, she had a dossier of friends, but also a dossier of enemies, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like an enemy list. What? Why? This is like, why do they need to know this? They're like trying to keep her out of the public eye as much as possible. Like, why? I understand she needed to know some stuff, but like, it seems like insane to like also need to know like her enemies. Yeah, I mean, at that point, she's just on like a power trip or something. Yeah, it's just like it gets obviously, like you said, she wants to still be her. Uh, I did like how they got in touch with her. Uh, via her beeper. Oh yeah, and like the apartment manager was like, they like that. The, somehow he like they explained what was going on, and he was like, "Okay, I'll help." 
Oh yeah, I can do this. How did they, how did they go? Obviously there's not, we don't get to see that scene, but like, how do they go about explaining all of this insanity to this man? Well, they couldn't even explain it to us. So I don't know how he understood any of what was happening. And he was just kind of like, well, he's probably like, well, I thought I was getting free cable. Yeah. He just wanted the free cable. That's all he cared about. Yeah, it was very, it was, it was, uh, that was odd. Just like the bodyguard. Like I still, even at this point, I still didn't understand. Like he was so invested in the company that he killed McKenna and, I, and that he planned all of this like nonsense. And it's like so elaborate. I and, misspoke because I guess Chad, he tried to get McKenna to sell the company. Like he tried to get her to sell whatever aqua blue or whatever the fuck her swimsuit company. And she refused. And then he shot McKenna. Yeah. That's why he killed so, her was because she wouldn't sell. So that's, and, or he, he had a feeling she would, wasn't going to sell. So he planned on killing her. So that's why so he, he got Jessica involved in this like role of a lifetime to play McKenna. So she could sell the company. And then she's right there. Like they shoot this chick (laughs) and then she's in, she just comes in and she picks up the gun and then her prints are on the gun. So he's going to frame her if she like steps out of line. I get that. Like maybe she got herself into this. Jessica person got herself in too deep and was like, Oh shit. Like what? This lady's dead. But also like, She's just kind of like, oh, yeah, now I got to be this lady. Okay. Oh, yeah. I guess I just witnessed this murder, and they told me where the body is. Like, why did they let her know where the body was? This was nothing about this one was very well thought out. And then there's also a Griff replacement at one point when we get introduced to Detective Byron Brown, and they're just like, oh, let's just replace Griff with another black police officer. Oh, you mean Garner? Garner? Yeah. Is that yeah. They were, uh, that, well, that's what I was like, who's this man? Yeah, I was just like, no, we, we did, Garner's not in this one, so we can only have one black guy per episode. Yeah, who is, like, has that guy ever been in before? No. Like, do we even know who that guy is? No, I looked up the actor to see if he was in any other episodes, and nope, he just a brand new guy, Byron, Byron Brown of the LAPD. No. Yeah, that was weird. And then that random, um, I liked the random blonde uh, lifeguard lady that was just her sole purpose was to drive a boat. Yeah, she had no lines. Because Mitch was going to jump out of the boat no matter what. So he couldn't drive the boat. He had to have someone else. Just his sole purpose was to drive the boat because he has to jump out of the boat at all times. Right. And and then the ultimate, like, th- the ultimate trick here in this episode was, like, we're going to trick... Chad, the bodyguard, right to thinking that McKenna is still alive, but he like, knows that she's dead. It's this is the part that made me like. It's still making me scratch my head because it's just like he killed her. He had yes. he knows where the body is at, and she he just thinks that like oh she escaped and wasn't really dead, and then like yeah this is real and this like thought. and this Englishman. That like, was Mitch's English accent. It was the word. I honestly thought he was trying to do a German accent at first. Well, and I, I mean, was like, Hasselhoff he, would. And like, he is German. So I was like, right. this is the worst German accent. Dave, what are you doing? But then it's just like, no, he was supposed to be English. And I didn't get that at first. 
and I was very confused as to what kind of accent he was trying to do. I why he needed to do any, like, I mean, he could have done an American different region type accent, but I don't know why he didn't have, he didn't even have to talk, to be honest. And honestly, the accent was so bad, but yet somehow Chad was just like, oh yeah, where's the Englishman? Like he knew, he knew it was British. But I was just like, no, I couldn't even understand the accent. But it then, just doesn't make none of it. So that gonna, stuff didn't make any fucking sense. And then when they go to the docks and they're trying to find the body to see if the body's still there or not, Chad and his henchmen, they Jessica comes out, but as McKenna, and even though Chad has spent all this time with the Jessica McKenna, he also can't tell the difference. Well, and also, but, okay, when Jessica talks, to, or when they play those, those are like tapes that McKenna, they found in her thing, right? When they're trying to trick him into thinking that she's talking, those are tapes they found in her apartment, and they, like, cut them together, right? Right. No, they had her, they had Jessica talk into the thing to record what that. The fuck? Because she could do the voice. Now I'm confused. But, but... like, it made no sense how how Chad couldn't tell when, because when McKenna, what what he thinks is the now alive McKenna, comes out of the, like, darkness in the docks. She's she's wearing that sling. It's Jessica. (laughs) I loved loved that. um, Just the sling was enough for him to be like, Wait, maybe this lady I killed, she's still alive. Right. But like he spent so much time with Jessica, like he didn't know that that wasn't the real McKenna. Like her plastic surgery and everything was that good that the guy who spent months with her doesn't realize that it's Jessica and not McKenna. I was just like, get the fuck out of here. Like, oh, I shot her and must be a sling, just the sling. But then why would he? Why would he think it was her if later they're going to like some fucking shipping container where her body's supposed to be? Exactly. Like he knows where the body's at. Like why did he think like she wasn't dead? Like all of a sudden like, oh, maybe she's not really dead. It was like, what the fuck? Like this guy planned this whole elaborate thing and he's this dumb? Yeah. None of that (laughs) made. I just don't. I said, Chad and the other guy go to shipping container to see if McKenna's body's in there, but then Jessica comes out in a sling, and they, they believe it's her. It was so... It was just a dumb ending. It was just like, why? Why would any of these characters think this stuff? And then, like, they start... like, And then they're like, oh, the jig is up. Like, we gotta do it. And then, like, all of a sudden... They just record like, him, like, admitting to it. Yeah, they record him admitting to it. A shootout ensues. The bodyguard guy, he flips his car over... And when Mitch like rolls out a bunch of tires in front of him, and, and the second he flips his car over, it starts on fire. Oh yeah, he didn't even. But the be- he wasn't even going that fast. The best part is, um, like when she takes the sling off when they tell him, like, "Oh, we just recorded everything you just said," and she takes the sling off and like throws it, like, "It's me! <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Jessica! It's me, Jessica!" And then um, he yells, McKenna is dead. <laughs> because but what, like, she looks the same. It's not like she took off a mask. I 
I wrote, McKenna is dead. Like, it was so frustrating. It was so frustrating because, like, it, she looked. I get she looked just like her, but like, there's no way he could have told. He couldn't tell that this was Jessica. And like it was so just like yeah exactly like ah, it's really me it's Jessica it's like she what? should win an award but she doesn't no she doesn't and then the the douchebag guy bodyguard he gets almost blown up by Ryan she shoots a yeah. gas tank on a forklift and like explodes and knocks knocks the guy over yep and then M- um, Mitch tries to be like you didn't mean to do that you're a horrible shot. Yeah, what Mitch? Fuck Mitch. He's. A, I like how they go from like romancing one another in one episode to just him like ripping her a new asshole. But that's their like banter. They're like they always like hate on each other. That's like their like romantic like. I'm gonna give you a hard time deal. Gross. And then at the end of the episode, Harry comes back to talk to Griff. Like, why is that the end of the episode? Yeah, why does that even need to happen at all? And it's like, how long has he been stalking Griff to where he like is like finds out where everywhere he's been going, and then he tries to beat up Griff again, but then it ends up getting his ass kicked yet again. Yeah, and. Just- and then it still isn't over and cuts to Dewey sad on the pier that he now realizes that his wife is dead. <laughs> and Mitch have a R.I.P. McKenna moment. Yeah, Mitch tries to like console him and they do have this like R.I.P. I guess my friend is dead. Yeah, like I guess I guess my your wife is dead. Sorry. And he just like pats him on the back and walks away and then like it just like zooms out on Dewey sad on the pier. It was like, "What the fuck is this weird ending to this episode?" This episode was just like hodgepodge. I don't It was word salad kind of. It was definitely hodgepodge, but you know what? It is nothing compared to the finale, which ha- had an aspect to it that I did not expect it to be a thing. No, neither did I. I, I did not. No. It's, it's very of the, uh, of, uh, almost of the times, right? Of like 2023, uh, a lot of allegations and things like that of like past oh, yeah. artists and things happening. Yeah, like reckoning with old things that happened. Yeah, so episode 22 is called uh, Heat Rays, and it is titled that because uh, there is a band that is basically like the beach boys a hundred percent the beach boys just <laughs> david hasselhoff doesn't have that stamos connect yeah he doesn't have that connection uh but e- but even the beginning of this one is like starts off insane it starts off yeah. insane first of all there's some drunk guy that falls into a hot tub and a woman hits him over the head with a champagne bottle and you would just assume he drowns that's yes. like that's like the normal of the start of these episodes it's like okay Somebody died or whatever, and then let's get to the let's get to the opening credits. But no, it cuts to Donna driving down the street and gets carjacked because this guy tells her there's somebody drowning and or which actually is a pretty good like ruse. I don't know, like I would at least get out of my car and be like, what? Especially because he had the two other women with him that were like looking over the side. So they tell her that somebody has jumped off the bridge and like in the water and because of like her previous lifeguard training that we've ignored for like how many episodes now, um, she jumps off the bridge to get this guy and now she's 
visual for her jumping is insane. It looks like if the I don't know if you paid attention, but the body double is hilarious looking. <laughs> it looks like a Barbie, a giant Barbie doll that someone like ex, like just exploded off of a cliff. It probably like, was like a dummy. It probably wasn't even a person. No, it was definitely a dummy, but it just the way it looked was hilarious. It didn't look like a human being's body. <laughs> and then she so they they're like they can't believe for one that she jumped because i think they just assumed like oh she would stand over there and like they would jump in the car and they would peel off but like it works out even better for them that this crazy woman jumps off the fucking bridge into the water and they're like oh this worked out even better and they're like we're just trying to take your car and so they take her car she's stuck in the water which i don't get because like I felt like when she jumped, if she would have just swam over to like the side, I feel like there was like a, like a walkway or a, I feel like there was like a promenade or something. Maybe I made that up. I thought there was something near there too. I don't know what, but I thought there was some sort of land, land, yeah, any bit of land for her to get to. Well, if you're on bridge at some point, I mean, the bridge ends and there's land. I don't. Right. I don't know how big, how long this bridge was. It wasn't like one of those gigantic ones in like New Orleans or like Florida where no. it's like never ending. This is just like an overpass over the water. And, uh, but then she's stuck in the water and she is like going to get hit by this massive, like it was like a cruise ship. It was a cruise ship. And it like the thing about cruise ships is they're so big. I just don't feel like they just materialize out of nowhere. But how how is the cruise ship going under that bridge? I don't know, but okay, when we were in Louisville, there were ships coming and going that I didn't think were going to clear this one bridge, and they had like shipping containers on them, and they definitely did still clear them. So I don't know, but it, it does happen. But it definitely it was obvious. It was very obvious that like the cruise ship was like being shot at like a different time. They were done. Uh, yeah they didn't even make it try to make it look like it was in the same scene but yeah she almost gets they're just like she's very obviously in like a pool yeah and she oh and she almost gets hit by this ship and then it cut goes to the credits and you're like and i'm like what the hell did these two scenes have to do with each other just here we go they and they they never do because donna has an insane adventure like yeah. this is honestly out of all the episodes, there are plenty of B stories. This is the most insane B story out of. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It is insane. Like she goes on an insane adventure. It is. Yeah. And for this character who they've not spent that much time with. No, uh, uh-uh, no. She but did- I mean, what do you call it? I feel like that tarot card chick. They also kind of did this with her sometimes. Yeah, they, they did kind of give her some B-plot stuff, too. But, like, I don't know if this was, like, because Donna Dierko was eventually going to be on. Yeah, I think it was more so because she had to show, like, oh, she could be a lifeguard or, or whatever. Like, or she, she could, could do this stuff. She could have, like, a whole story of her own. Yeah. Type of thing. So... So then it goes to Mitch and, and Ryan and Garner. Garner's back now. Um, and they're like, they're so upset that Ryan has never heard of this like Beach Boys ripoff group. And then Mitch and Garner <laughs> sing one of their songs. 
like surf but surf surf we're gonna go swim into the surfing and they're like both singing this and i'm like no and them singing it went on for way too long yeah and i mean that was repeatedly like yeah we get it like that's when i was like okay so beach boys got it this is who this is supposed to be like 100 percent. yeah and apparently this band is playing a show right outside of nights right for whatever reason, this is their location. They're, they're this band that was like massive. And like during the day. And they're playing on this like little makeshift stage outside of this nightclub during right. the day. Uh, and immediately there's like some tension in the group. Uh, the next wife of one of the of one of the band members who died. Um, who recently. What was it? Her name's Carmen. Carmen. Uh, she's upset about the main guy who is Buddy Ray, whose mm-hmm. brother who had died. And I, and we only have to just assume that he was the one in the hot tub. We eventually could basically learn that, but like, it's still just kind of like. Yeah, you're still like, what? Like, you, you go most of this episode without really 100% knowing, like, who the fuck that guy was. Yeah, and. <laughs> And then, so they're showing, like, the band setting up, and this, like, this uh, ex-wife is, like, pissed off, and she gets in a fight with the groupie, and it's, like, very wild thing to happen. But then it cuts back to Donna still swimming in the water, and it's daylight now. I wrote, like, Donna is still in the water. (laughs) Like, how long was she, like, what time? Like, 12 hours. Like, if that was midnight. And that, you know what I mean? Like we can come to some stuff. Maybe it was like two in the morning. I don't know what yeah. time she was driving, but she is now daylight and think activities are happening. A concert is happening outside her nightclub and she is still swimming in the water. I like how she says about a boat. If you're not going to look around, why are you out here? <laughs> like what? Like there's boats that, travel channels and travel waterways every day that they don't like scan the ocean for people. Right. And I can only assume that like she just floated out further. Cause she was like float with the current. Remember she was like, said something about that. She just started floating. I was like, yeah, did she, she like did. fall asleep floating or something and not realize like where she Some ended her boobs. Up? Her boobs took her out to see it. Like, <laughs> That's what happened. There's one point where she's like floating in the water. I'm like, she look, this is ridiculous looking. Like just because the sweater she has on, like it just made like just made it look like she was just two like giant boobs, and that was it. Yeah, because she's wearing like like a black some sort, some turtleneck. sort of black yeah turtleneck that obviously when wet sticks to your body. Um, yeah, so. She just- looked bizarre like i don't know but the floating yeah she floated around apparently too far with the current and now she's just like in the fucking middle of the ocean yeah and then these guys start to drive by her and the guy goes one guy goes there's a woman in the water we can't just drive by her and the other guy goes uh what do we do with her yeah i was like what the fuck you just rescue her how about that like I immediately was like, these dudes are up to some shit. Obviously crooks. Yeah. Cause it's like, cause immediately, yeah, immediately they're very shady and you're like, what the fuck is like with these guys who picked her up? They're also like shady. So she ran into like some shady dudes on the bridge and now she runs into these shady dudes in a boat. 
It's just the area they're in. Everyone's a criminal. Always, everyone's criming. And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, what? What is going on with poor Donna? Like, why is she having to go through this? Well, then they're like, we're here. We're here. Uh, we're here for the uh, the abalone. Uh, to the abalone are. Um, and she's like, what? <laughs> and I like how they like tell her to go like sit down and have coffee or something. Which what? They're like on a little like skipper boat, but sure. Okay. Coffee, go have some coffee. And then they walk like two fucking feet away from her. Like they're on the real housewives to have a private conversation that she can very obviously (laughs) hear about like whether or not what they're going to do with her. And like, did she do, do do they, do they, uh, does she think, do, do they think that she bought that? No, well, I mean, I don't think so, because obviously later she comes back and she's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So, like, they can't have thought that it was very successful. No, not at all. And then they claim doing research on the abalone. (laughs) Yeah, they said they were from, like, UCLA or something. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, while this is happening, the band starts to play their show and one of the band members gets electrocuted while playing the show and blows him back puts, and he dies. Puts his foot on a pedal and just gets fucking electrocuted. And he, he dies. He goes flying back and he dies. And Mitch is like, oh, they're like, cut the cord, cut the power, cut the power. And Mitch like, tries to give him CPR because Mitch is like so obsessed with this band. And no. the man just dies from being like electrocuted, and you're like, so then that's when you realize it. So raise, then so then you you get to they kind of start talking to the band members, and uh, Buddy Ray, who's like the lead singer. Also, I didn't understand the ages of any of these band members. Yeah, they were like late for like forties, fifties. I don't know. Right, but the guy Buddy Ray, he seems significantly older than everybody else. Yeah, and then, like, the blonde drummer guy, he seemed, like, maybe in his 40s. Yeah, he seemed way younger, but they, yet they were for a band from, like, the 50s or 60s. Well, then also there's, like, a picture of them in the 70s, and that drummer guy has, like, like uh, twisted sister hair. Yeah, and that it's, also didn't make any sense. I don't know. It's just, like, none of the, yeah, the ages and the timelines of stuff didn't, that didn't add up. No, it didn't. I guess that guy that played Marty, he was, he's some kind of, like, singer-songwriter, Billy Vera. Because I was like, is this guy someone? But I guess, I mean, not really, but sort of, but he was, like, a singer-songwriter. The one what? who plays Buddy? Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm just wondering, because he was the only the singer, so that's why I asked. Yeah, Buddy is Billy Vera. Who is a songwriter? That's what I wrote. Interesting. I didn't take notes on anything that he wrote. It wasn't <laughs> that I it was like super big. It was just like, oh, this guy has to be like musical or something. Cause like he gave me Frank, he reminded me of Frank Black from the Pixies. That's all I kept thinking. Kind of a little bit. I kind of a little bit of that vibe, but definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so like you learned that his brother was the one that died first in the hot tub. Now his cousin is the one who got electrocuted. And it's like so obvious at this point that it's like, I bet this groupie chick is in on this. Well, yeah. Oh, the young. Cause she's like 20 something. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, why is she with them? Like, I bet she was the one in the bikini in the beginning who hit him over the head with the champagne bottle. It was just like, it was just, yeah, like, it, felt, it just felt weird in the beginning. And then, um, and then cut back to Donna's adventure. Um, 
these guys pull up to some sort of like drug deal maybe or they just kept saying the deal so yeah i would assume it's drugs and the guys who are the other guys that they're meeting are like very eccentric and not into what's going on and they just start lighting up these dudes with uzis yeah they're like in the middle of the day in the middle of the ocean just shooting off like a fucking machine gun and that's fine. And oh, and Donna, they lose the radio in the water, but that's okay because Donna, she can just go under there and find it because she had lifeguard training, so she finds it. Yeah, and she also dives off the boat to not get shot by this Uzi. Right, like right back in the water again. Yeah, she goes right back in the water again, and I'm, at this point, I wrote down, hasn't she been through enough? No. We got to put her through the paces to make sure she could be on Baywatch. And when she gets the radio and the guys are like in the boat and they're like bleeding to death, she is talking on the radio to whoever, whoever she's talking to on the other line. She says to the guy on the radio, two agents who are bleeding to death. Yeah. Were these guys FBI or something? And they just didn't I mention this? It might have supposed to be like, yeah, some sort of like psyop thing or I don't know. Yeah, I was like, it. why did she say two agents? I, I don't like, know. What is I think, agents of what? I don't know. I think she had an idea. She thought she knew what was going on. So that's what she referred. But we are never confirmed or rejected. That idea is never cemented or not. No, because we never we don't see Donna again until the end of the episode. Yeah, and she flashes has a flashback and just fills in the gaps of oh here's what happened. I'm like what? All this insanity hap- happens in a B plot for her, and then they just ditch it halfway through the episode. Yeah, and then she just has to have like a life review at the end, and you know, just act like she was fine the whole time, and she didn't die almost die sixty-seven times in one day. Yeah, it's it's quite the departure for the I, episode just to like forget that this like all this happened. I mean, if Yasmin Bleeth had to be held in a fake lifeguard tower by a psychopath to be on Baywatch, then that's what. This is what Donna had to do. But Yasmin Blaith was already on Baywatch. She was already on it. <laughs> Whereas Donna Dierko was just on Baywatch Nights at this point. You gotta get initiated. Yeah, with get like some... Down. That's it. Insane shit. Like just some insane shit has to happen. And then, so back to like the uh, the main story... They're trying to figure out like what's going on, like what, why these guys keep dying. Is like some sort of weird thing going on, and they realize that this girl Marnie, who is the groupie, like her name is like not really Marnie, maybe or something. I thought it was funny that they just like looked at a picture from the seventies, and they were like, "Wait, that's that girl," and, and then I- they're like. And, like, for a minute, they kind of, like, float the idea that, like, maybe she had a time machine. <laughs> I'm like, is this we're getting into, like, this X-Files stuff? or? And the, I think the reason they thought this is because the last episode, they had to deal with this imposter. And now they're like, another imposter? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Body doubles, clones. Yeah. Because I literally wrote down another imposter thing. No, and then I was like, okay, nope, just her mom. It was just her mom. Yeah. Her mom was a groupie. It's like, okay, we, we, we passed up. Because, yeah, they were like, yeah, maybe she's time traveler. I was like, what the fuck? I don't. 
that's just like why okay, sure. Even, why do they even entertain that idea? Things happen to you repeatedly for no reason. In this, you know, in this universe, everyone's a criminal. Everyone is a faker and a liar, and not who they really are. <laughs> so why wouldn't you think that? I guess. And when they go to talk to the mom, um, Grace, the, the Grace. The me- surf music that is playing over the dialogue is so loud. Constantly, they're constantly playing like surf rock in this. When there's like tone deaf, like there's parts of like sensitive. Like the mom is like shell shocked. She's like probably on like some sort of mood stabilizers, and they're playing like surf music, like Dick Dale in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's just like. <laughs> And like at first, I was like, "Oh, Grace is really weird." But then once I realized what happened later, I'm like, "Oh, well, that makes sense." Yeah. But she's like, really like borderline catatonic, like kind of yeah, weird, spacey. Yeah, and the muse, the surf music was so loud too over the dialogue. I don't get what that was. I was that's, like, I can't. I was like, I almost can't even hear what they're saying. They do it like several times in this. Uh, the surf me, I just somebody got the royalties or something, and or like found this library free use library, <laughs> fucking went to town. And so to get to what happened to, to Grace, Mitch and Ryan go talk to the drummer of the band, and after they talk to him, his drum set explodes while he's practicing. <laughs> Which was insane. Uh, yeah. It was like blows out the window behind them as they're leaving the house. Yeah. And then they so then they show this old footage of like the band recording songs and it's like all supposed to be like trippy and because it's like the seventies or whatever. But it's right. so blurry you can't even tell what's going on. I think it was also to like so they because they couldn't like de age these guys. Right. So it was just like and that's and then and then you find out that the band, most of the band, I guess I should say, yeah. most of the band raped Marnie's mom. Yep. And like, while she was on tour, she was like a groupie or something. Yeah, so she was a groupie and they they raped her. And it was yeah. like, did like that like heavy handed part where I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, like maybe we don't play like jaunty surf music the rest of the fucking episode then maybe Mm. yeah it's just like it's so i just didn't expect this to be in like this is the finale and like this is like where we're just really going out hard here and we're just gonna like hit it home with this like rape thing and it was like whoa like yeah this was like an after school special one or something and then when they're talking to the drummer about it one, I was thinking like, oh, one of them is probably Marnie's dad, which they never don't right. get into any of that ever, which could have been easily, they could have tied that into everything, right? Exactly. That's the only thing that makes sense is that that's one of them is her dad, which is what I thought. And I was like, well, was that, yeah, like, who's your dad? That blind guy? And then I'm like, no one's going to say who the dad is. <laughs> so I guess her dad is just somebody else. Um, yeah. Because then, because then Grace did move on to other bands, which for her, I'm like, when this situation happened to you, maybe stop being a groupie. Like, was that like a telltale yeah. sign is like, you should stop following bands around maybe? I thought she did. No, they said she went and went with a different band. 
I thought they said that that's what they thought she did. Oh, maybe it was. I thought she did. So maybe she did. I'm pretty sure she just went like catatonic in her house after that. And then her had house, a child like, at a, some point. Like a vestige of like old things too. <laughs> and then the guy mentions when he's telling him the story of like what happened. He goes, no one ever said no. Yeah, but oh, geez. I was like, oh my god, what an insane! Yeah. Whoopsies. I was just like, that's another crazy thing to throw into this. Like, that's so intense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This episode was like very. It is timely, just because yeah, like all that stuff that's coming out now, and like you could see how these things happen in like circles of like famous people and even bands where you're like. Those guys are cool. Surfer guys, like, happy, fun. Whoa, surf. And then, you know, like, just kidding. One of them's, like, severely mentally ill. Wah, wah. Like, I mean, not, you know what I mean? That's Beach Boys. But right. right. No, I get case, you. It's wah, wah. They're rapists. You know? <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it wasn't like, and it's not like, oh, the one guy, the drummer was, like, the rapist. It was like, no, three-fourths like a- of the band were rapists. Yeah. Cause the, Which, like, then they said, oh, but the buddy guy, he didn't know. He passed out. Says who? One guy who said he didn't know what was even happening? Yeah. I, didn't Grace I say, didn't, too, like, that they wasn't buddy? Like, didn't she say it, too? Like, he wasn't part of it or something? I don't know. Because she seemed okay with him at the end. Like, she didn't have a beef with him. Yeah. So, like, she, like, I thought she vouched for, like, the story of, like, oh, but, but yeah, their knowledge is just that, like, oh, he, this guy says that Buddy didn't have anything to do with it. And maybe he's telling the truth because he's, like, on his deathbed and he's, like, oh, so upset about the situation and he doesn't want his brother to die for something he, that, like, they did. They did this, yeah. they did this horrible thing and now he realizes, oh, or his cousin or whoever he is. Like, oh, my family member's going to die because we were pieces of shit. So right. maybe I should, like, fucking just let, like, let the whole cat out of the bag. Because Buddy and Marnie go off on a boat together, despite Garner's wishes. And it's right. like, obviously something's going to happen here. And so Buddy, or Marnie hits Buddy with a guitar and just leaves him tied up in the ocean. And that was, like, like her plan. him on the head with the guitar. Not hard either. But, no, not okay. hard, but enough to tie him up and like just leave him in the water. I guess yeah, she, she just like assumed... throws him on top of like a half inflated raft. Yeah, and I just I was like, I guess she just assumes he's just gonna end up drowning eventually. Yeah, she didn't care. But like, he could have, couldn't he have swam? Like, I know his hands were tied together, but his legs. Mm, I mean, she tied so his legs together. Hard. I don't know. But I like how, well, he could have just did what Donna did and floated off into, you know, the next week. (laughs) But Mitch is here now again on a boat, just magically knows where everyone is to jump off of it. Well, it did help that they they ran into Garner and he's like, oh, they took off on the boat. So they knew some sort of direction to go into. Right. Uh, but yeah, this is another time when the boat's flying and he does like a dive off the boat and like, or with a stunt double, but this, like it's a, a poor dive. It's like a, not even into the water. It's like a straight belly flop hard onto the fucking water. Yeah. I was like, man, that's, that stunt double was hurting after that. And then Garner jumps from one ship to another to stop Marnie. 
Oh, I missed that. I think he does. It's not like a, an epic jump, but he go he like leaps from one boat to the other to to stop her. So wait, does she get like arrested? Uh they don't. Sh- it's a, yet another one where they don't show it, but like <laughs> he's, he's like trouble. He's like holding her, like as if she is gonna be arrested, and like taking her to the other boat. I guess I would assume. Well, because at the end, I'm like, yeah, I get the motivation, but like nobody, nobody gets in trouble for killing a bunch of people, I, a bunch of famous. She's not men. around at the end, though. Just the mom is, and the mom, right? Had, so and, I assume she got in trouble, and the mom just has to live with this now that her daughter's in prison, right, for killing these men. But that's um, fine because she gets uh, Buddy signed over all the royalties to this song he wrote, which has her name in it. Yeah, I was like, when he's like, oh, she signed all over, he signed over all the royalties. I was like, oh, of like the library. That's like pretty cool. No, of no. this brand new song. That, Just one song that, that no one's going to listen to. No one's going to listen to because they're playing the fucking side of the fucking club. Yeah, like, right. They're not that big anymore. No one's going to listen to this song. What money is going to be made off the royalties from this song about her? About her. It's called Lady Grace. And Mitch creepily watches her listen to it through the window. <laughs> I forgot about that. He's like staring at her through the window. Um, I did fast forward through part of that because I was like, why is this so long? Yeah, that part was really long. And then it ends with Mitch like on like the little bridge by her uh, apartment or whatever, her house. And he's just like staring off into the sunset as the song is plays. Yikes. And, and then that, and we also get Donna comes back in a taxi and she tells Griff, like Donna's Griff's like, what, what have you been up to? And she's like, has her like insane flashback. <laughs> and then she's like, Oh, do I have to tell you a story? I'm like, Oh yeah, that's an insane thing that you have to explain to Griff. Now what happened? I just, like, ditched out on it. It was, like, they didn't even have... It was so weird how they, like, were, like, yep, she kidnapped a, ma- a machine gun, blah, 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 jump off the boat, and, I mean, here she is again, so We don't fine. even know if those guys survived. I'm assuming they we didn't. We don't even know who they were, why they did this, why, like, why they couldn't just drop her off. Why would you want someone to be a liability on the boat with you if you're committing a crime? Like, I don't know. It was, it was, I don't know. They just suddenly decided to ditch. They, they had too much going on with the other, uh, the main story that they couldn't fit in. They, maybe, maybe they filmed some other stuff with Donna and they just realized we just can't fit this in. We just, there's too much. We need to record this Lady Grace song. And like, honestly, how are you, honestly though, how are you going to insert anything with Donna into this once you reveal that there's been like three guys raped this woman? Right, yeah. Like, like you can't you just, like, go back it. to, like, silliness now. Yeah, you can't, like, take it back to a wacky town where people are just kidnapped on boats or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it was, like, a very heavy-handed thing. They, and I get, like, a, a lot of shows around that time are, like, doing this, like, and you know, like, making a uh, an effort to, like, make this episode type thing. Um, but like, this was a weird take. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a very, <laughs> even for the time. Yeah. Even for the time. Cause I just didn't see it coming and not on this show. Like there's been like, 
like some maybe like sexual predator type characters, but nothing right. like it's so like nobody's actually nothing's actually happened to anybody. Um, it's not like, to say that all the other things that happen to people on the shore like aren't serious, but this was just like a whole other like it's a very delicate subject, and it was just kind of like oh yeah, it, oh. Was, it was definitely like jarring. It was like yeah, it was just I just didn't know what to think when they revealed. And they it. like let you put the pieces together. I don't think like they ever super super overtly like said that she was raped. They well, they kind you know, but they kind of were like, oh, things got a little crazy, <laughs> like oh my god. Well, we have the final two reviews of the season oh, one perfect. from Sandcrab Seven Two Two. So uh, the review for Closer Look is two out of ten stars. It says Fat Farms change a person. Uh, also, the term <laughs> Fat Farms was like thrown around a lot in the nineties. Yeah. Um, fat farm. I feel like that used to be like a thing though, too. Yeah. Like they called it fat farm. Yeah. Uh, so it says the, the perfect imposter impossible to detect until an invincible detective hero, macho chicken legs, Adidas jacket gets involved. McKenna, I guess Mitch, but I don't know. Well, but the other guy also was wearing a Dewey. He was wearing an Adidas jacket too. It was like Adidas uh, double time here. Uh, I think you mean to say Adidas. All right. Adidas. There we go. Uh, McKenna dumps Dewey. Uh, scrumptious brunette wears a weird hat. Yeah, uh, see? Uh, the Tupelo connection. Signature drink. Donna's wisdom of the week. People don't respond to fear. One star for the English accent. One more for McKenna's baggy pants. Oh, I didn't notice the baggy pants. Neither did I. I Scrumptious brunette? I guess <laughs> the girl playing McKenna slash Jessica? I don't know. Um, the other one says Ab- Abalone Ebbs is the title of this one. It's one out of ten stars. Uh, Surf Rock is the auditory equivalent of medical waste from an animal hospital that specializes in gangrenous warthogs with dysentery. Donna floats around for a long time. Marnie and her mother were really pretty. If If you're a hardcore masochist or love old bald dweebs in wooden cars playing music that was passe in 1973, this is the episode for you. Wow, jeez. Not into surf rock. No, not not into surf rock. Or Medical the, or, waste? Or, oh, okay. I guess. Very upset. Maybe has a, some sort of grudge with the Beach Boys uh, yeah. or any other surf rock. Uh, so for next episode, we're getting into uh, the next episode will come out in October. So we're getting into the you know the real thick of spooky season. We always watch a lot of horror on this podcast, anyways. Uh, but for that, I I sent some of these to Nick, so I will share his thoughts on the the movie. He kind of just he sent his response back with a question mark, so I don't know if he was sure or not about his <laughs> thoughts. Um, but I was thinking, uh, what if we looked into some horror movie sequels that probably were unwarranted or just even just direct to video? So. Uh, I, I found Hollow Man 2 starring Christian Slater. Oh, wow. Instead of Kevin Bacon. Uh, I think in a different role, but still. Also, American Psycho 2 starring oh, Mi- Mi- with, what's her face? Mila Kunis. Yeah. And uh, American Werewolf in Paris. Uh-huh. 
Uh, or Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. I've seen a couple of these, but it was like forever ago. Yeah, I've seen two of them, and but it was way too long ago to even remember anything about them. Um, Nick texted me back, American Werewolf? Question mark? <laughs> Um, so I don't know if he, there's there was like a definitive dis- thought process. I'll watch that. That's fine. Um, yeah. So that's a, that's one. That's one I didn't see yet. Um, that one I do remember watching back when it came out on video. I do remember renting that, like maybe my cousin's house or something. I, I but all the only thing I remember about it is that Tom Everett Scott is in it. because oh, he was in like everything wow. around that time, like that thing you do. Right, that's right. him, right? Um, he was in like a bunch of movies around that time. So, well, I'm down for that one. So if that, you are. Yep, that's avail. It's available on Peacock. Uh, so if you want to watch the other ones, American Psycho two, Halloween two looked absolutely insane too. So maybe we'll revisit that one at some point. Um, okay. With I love Christian, Christian Slater. Christian Slater. So. I mean, um, big old fart. But yeah, direct to video Hollow Man was just like, oh, this has to be bad. And I watched the trailer. I was like, it looks bad, but this looks also like wacky um i mean the first hollow man was pretty ridiculous too and then uh blair witch 2 i did see but i don't remember really much of anything of it or any of it and i definitely saw it um lots of like metal like that time period of metal i remember being on the soundtrack and such Um, that makes sense yeah we'll we'll check out american werewolf in paris uh it's available on peacock it says an american man unwittingly gets involved with french werewolves who have developed a serum allowing them to transform at will is this the one? I think Bush was on like the soundtrack for this. Yeah, this was a null. This like so many horror movies um, at the time had a lot of like grunge or alt rock or metal soundtracks. It was like from like I'd say from like ninety six, ninety seven to about like two thousand four, two thousand five was like if it was like it was also a thing i hear i've heard it talked about on podcasts too with like uh, uh, various metal artists it was like if you could get on a horror movie soundtrack you were guaranteed to have like a, a probably a hit song that makes sense cuz like mouth was the song that was on this soundtrack i believe by bush and i was like obsessed with that song and i think i like did not see this movie so <laughs> yeah i um i'm looking at the soundtrack right now because i feel like when we were younger soundtracks could like stand alone oh big time to, like, yeah and that's why those that's why they were like i don't know what podcast i was listening to i think maybe it was something with jamie josta from hate breed but like it was like it was him and somebody else and they were like yeah like like scream three was a big one that had like a big metal soundtrack that like a lot of people got into like system of a down from that soundtrack and a few other bands that like really took off from soundtracks. Well, when Um, you think about it, soundtracks were kind of just like a little playlist before you could access playlists without someone making you something. Yeah. And I had a number of them. I had like, I had scream three, I had Freddy versus Jason, which was like another, like a lot of metal of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, there were a lot of like horror movie. I remember, Corn did a song for one of them. Oh, Queen of the Damned, I think, had a like a Corn did oh, a that song makes sense. Yeah. for that movie. So it was like even the bands were like not even just like had their songs on it, but band like metal bands and like grunge and like alternative bands were doing songs for horror movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Wasn't like Disturbing Behavior? Didn't that have a song? Isn't it? Yeah. The, the f- oh shit. 
Got You Where I Want You, isn't that the song? Yes. Yeah, that was like, uh, there's another one. So, uh, yes, Mouth was also on this movie's soundtrack. Uh, but in for also other bands on here were uh, Cake. Um, wow. The fa- Fastball. What did Cake sing? Cake, Never Gonna Give You Up is on the soundtrack for this movie. Weird. That's a pretty popular song by Cake. Uh, mm-hmm. Also interesting that the Suicide Machines are on the soundtrack, so a little ska thrown in, yeah, into here. Weird. Um, and then Skinny Puppy and Better Than Ezra also on the soundtrack. Fucking weird. So it's a weird mishmash of alternative. Babe. And then, like, yeah, some ska thrown in there, too. So it'll be interesting to see if any of those songs actually pop up in the movie. Uh, Mouth apparently is the Stingray mix, whatever that is. Yeah, it's like a yeah, it's like a mix. That's I don't even think that like a normal version exists. I just think that guy mixed the version that exists. <laughs> and that's why it says that. Gotcha. So next week on the podcast it's available on Peacock, it's American Werewolf in Paris. So for B movie breakdown, I'm Corey. MGM. And come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the worst. B movie.